Lord, yeah, we're there. Good stuff. Should we just pray for Steph? I mean, Westminster Chapel, mate, that's great. <laughs> Dear Lord, we uh, thank you for Steph, for the wisdom, the insight, the revelation that you've given him, God. And we pray, Lord, that this would be the first step in many that he takes to be a world-class preacher, Lord, a world-class teacher, recognised around the world, Lord, for the gifts that you've placed in him. So, Lord, come upon him today, Lord, in that place, Lord, where they're, where they're used to that, Lord, let there be a freshness, a newness, and something upon Steph, Lord, that, that gives a wow to those that are there. Come in power, Jesus. In your name, Amen. Right, I didn't bring me glasses, so muddle through. <laughs> okay, when I was praying about today, about uh, coming here to preach, the Lord asked me to release a few words. We'll probably pray for them later. And uh, I believe that there's someone here that you're tormented by uh, your. There's thoughts that come into your mind and they just invade your thought patterns. There's someone here with a problem with a shoulder, uh, the right hand. Listen, I'll tell you something, right? When I go through this stuff, I am not perfect at this, all right? And if you want to step out and it, you won't be either. Uh, so if I'm near enough to the mark, then go for it, because God will probably heal you anyway. And we had, we had this one time where me and Deb went to this real up-and-coming church, supposed to be buzzing, and I released the word about someone who had a pain that went from here right the way down the leg. Nothing. You know, one or two others responded, and right at the end, this girl come up and she went... Uh, I, I, I didn't respond because I didn't know whether that uh, word was for me or not. I went, why is that? She said, well, you said that the pain started here and it travels all the way down here, down to the knee. And she said, mine goes here, all the way down here, and it stops there. And there was another one that's even... So if I'm near enough, give me the benefit, or give the Lord the benefit of the doubt. Um, so shoulder at the back, painful. Uh, uh, there's a knee cartilage. Uh, someone suffering from that. God wants to heal you, do miracles. Uh, there's someone, in, someone suffering from lower back pains. God wants to heal you. Uh, someone who's easily distracted in, especially thinking, reading, studying, and is doing your reading. Uh, God wants to heal you today. Someone, you've got a pain in the back of the neck, moves up to the head. God wants to heal you today. And I've got a little message for you that he gave me as well. So whoever that is, let yourself be known. Uh, there's someone, uh, worry, anxiety. You've got a real fear of the future. Okay, God wants to clear that up today. Someone you're particularly worried about heart failure for some reason. I'm not a doctor, but your heart... Uh, you're concerned about it, uh, and there's someone here with a kidney complaint. Anyone, what we'll do is have time a bit later. Uh, we'll see how it goes, and if, if that, that's you and it's near enough, especially if you feel God is coming upon you right now, then respond to that. Uh, we believe that God is a God of miracles, don't we? Yeah. yeah? Well, I know that he's going to heal today. I know that he is. Okay, the passage that God has given me is from Col uh, Colossians 3, 1 to 3. For those who want to 
Look it up. You better remind me to bring me glasses next time, Dad. It's getting worse. <laughs> Someone pray for me eyes. Okay. As when I pray, I always pray, ask God, what do you want me to bring uh, so that it's fresh and it's for you? God spoke to me and he said, I want you to preach, teach on how to develop a missional mindset, how to go out from this place into the, the world that you live in and know that when God says to you, I want you to speak to that person about the gospel, that you do it. How to go out into that world and know when God asks you to lay hands on someone for, uh, for them to be healed, that you actually do it. How can we do that? Can we really catch something? Can our lives really be changed like we prophetically heard from up there this morning? Uh, Can God change us in a few hours so that we will do tomorrow what we couldn't do yesterday? And the answer is... And so, there there are three keys that I want to speak about today. Uh, There's so much you could say on it. But one is that we need to realise our position with God. Where he has placed us now, for those of us that have asked Jesus into our lives, uh, where we are, because that's where the power comes from. Secondly, that we would realise how much Jesus loves us, how much God loves us. And we need to know that, because the further you step out into this stuff, the more the fear will want to come in, the more the opposition will try to attack you. And then lastly, uh, that we, we need to realise that the God who promised us, we pray for healings, pray for sickness, and take the gospel out into the world because God asked us to. Is that right? Yeah? God asked us to. So we need to realise that he asked us to, it's his plan, his purposes, and he's still sitting on the throne. That's the last part that I'm going to take you through this morning. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are of the earth. For you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Did you come here expecting to receive? Did did you come like that? You know, where's your faith level? Because I really felt God saying this morning, according to your faith, I will give you what you ask for. Did you come expecting that God would give you something, would break that fear? and allow you to work in this way out in the community. Because the more we expect, as I know God, the more we get. If you come here thinking I'm getting a tad, that's all you'll get. So let's have expectancy raised this morning. And I I believe that there is a fresh anointing. I believe that there is a uh, a boldness that's going to come upon us this morning as, as I started to go through this, there, I saw a vision of a dam that was just waiting to, to flood out on us uh, with the weight of water. And I was chatting with Dave uh, 
this morning and he said that it started last week. Breakthrough had started, which tells me that I'm online with what God is doing with you as a church. That he's got something to say to you. So open the ears. You know, for those that hear, the Bible says, you've got to hear this. Tune in with expectancy. God is waiting to break out upon you and into Camden through you. Do you want that? Yeah, do we want that? We're going to allow time at the end if, uh, for prayer for all those who want that anointing, that freshness, because the vision changed. And what I saw after that is, is like a, a balloon-shaped thing above the church here where, where the Holy Spirit of God was brooding, uh, waiting to pour out his power and presence on us and change our hearts like we've been crying out for today. So we're going to pray for that at the end. And what God showed me is that through Steph's teaching and preaching that he has built you up. He has supplied you what you need in your mind, in in, in your hearts. He's given you that. He's strengthened you from within. But God's plan and purpose for you now is that you would... uh, you would step out of this place today into signs and wonders and miracles that God has prepared for you before the foundations of the world. He's prepared you for this time. He wants to do it in you and through you. And also that you would go out with love and care and compassion to do that. You won't see the sick healed if there's no compassion there. But that, just like the miracles come from God, so does the care and compassion that that they're in. God comes upon us with power and he wants to supply that in you today. And as we go out there, we've got to realise that, you know, people are not looking for an intellectual way to God out there. They're not looking for an experiential way to God. You know, they're certainly not looking for just another religion. Since I come up to London, I'm just blown away by the different worldviews people have. In Basildon, you've got about three. You know, up there, you've got about three million, you know, you think so much. But you see, they're not looking for that intellectual way. What they're looking for out there is, is your God real? And is your faith real in your life? What you tell me, I want to see it. Where is it in your life? I want to see your God at work. And as we go out there, we've got to know this God that sends us out will be with us. But we've got to know his message. And his message is the same when he came he said to the world out there I love you, I care for you, you're hurt you're broken, you're damaged trodden on, come to me, Jesus said come to me and I will fix you I will give you rest I will make it good for you in your life and that's what we've got to carry out there and what Paul is reminding us of in this verse is that we have been raised with Christ and in Christ there we are new creations what does that mean? It means that the Holy Spirit of God has come and somehow touched our spirit and the DNA of God himself is now living in our body is part and active in us, we have been recreated to operate in the world of the supernatural, stepping out and seeing the impossible happen. Nothing is impossible for God. And if God lives in you, if you truly have been brought to life in God, 
then nothing is impossible for you according to your faith. So let it rise. Let it rise. Jesus said when he came, my kingdom has come. What he was saying to us is I've brought it with me. It's come, it's here, my kingdom is upon you. My kingdom is here in this room this morning. My kingdom is in your hearts for those that have invited me into your hearts. And I want you to go out there in power and know that the same power that rose my son from the dead is within you today. You go out with the power of my son that rose my son, the Holy Spirit of God within each one of you. The same power, not less not a tad, you know, you'll pray for someone and they get slightly healed and maybe a bit next door, next week rather. The same power, the same power. It's my Father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's what he said, Jesus, God said that. My Father's, it's not a stingy God. It's not going to give you a little bit. All right, you've been all right this week. God of grace. I was in the, uh, the, the sauna, my favourite place to uh, uh, witness. Anyone, if you go to the gym, the sauna is, because so, they can't go anywhere. And, and people tend to talk to you in the sauna, and then when they put their clothes on, they don't want to know anymore. It's like, you know, but some do. Anyway, I was in the sauna, and I've been witnessing to these two, three African ladies. Uh, one or two of them go to church, the other one doesn't. And uh, it, it was it was Elvira had twisted her ankle and snapped it, and 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 she come in and she's got her flip flops on. She got the right ump because she couldn't work, train, and, and, and she sat down. And I said, "What's up?" And she said, oh, "I twisted my ankle and all that." And I thought, inside, you know, you hear that voice, "Pray for her." And I thought, "Oh God!" And I thought, "I don't care." I said, do you want me to pray for it? And she went, yeah. So over she came, she sat down, dunk, foot up on the, and just prayed. I'm like, Lord, will you please just heal, be, foot be healed in Jesus' name. And, and she got up and she, she started going like that. Next thing, she's gone out, she's run off and I haven't seen her again. Apparently, I found out a week later, she went and had a workout. So, and, then, and then her sister, Olive, come up. And, 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 and I said, uh, she said, will you pray for me as well? I said, all right, Olive, what's up? And she said, well, I, I, this, this depression-y kind of thing. Like, you know, and I'm, all right, fair enough. Just pray, depression, get out in Jesus' name, all that stuff healed, totally healed. And then a big sis come Irene. It was like she, they'd gone out and told her she'd come tank, big girl. She just <laughs> says, boom, sat next door to me. Like, I didn't say a word. And I thought, I think she wants prayer. It was, oh, while this is going on, there's these two blokes sitting there, right? We're praying Jesus in and all. Totally sitting there as if nothing's going on. <laughs> and so it's quite a big sauna. And uh, so, so I said, uh, all right, Irene, what's up? And she went, uh, what do you want me to pray for? And she went, all of it. I went, what do you mean all of it? She went, I'm hurting everywhere. So I went, all right, fair enough. Pray, pray, pray. She got healed. When we step out in faith, we will find that God is truly there. Uh, but it's not just uh, it's not just 
for, for healing, uh, healings. As we see Paul praying in verse 1 of, of Colossians, you'll see it there, verse 9, that, that Paul was praying for an impartation, uh, for a receiving of something from God. Now, the best way for this to happen is for all you to know your Bible inside out. I'll just quickly say, I wouldn't do this message everywhere. Most people are kind of older and you have to go, we'll give them a, you know, invite them in and we'll teach them the gospel. You know, just give invites out. You lot are on fire. You're filled up with the knowledge of God and that is what God loves to empower. When he comes upon you, empower with an anointing on, on stuff you already know. You're going to see stuff. I'm excited for Camden. I really am. And, and if you look, verse 1, 9, you see Paul was praying, like, God, will you fill him with power? Will you fill him with knowledge? Will you give him an understanding of your will? Will you give him might from above? See, Paul knew that. He knew that we needed that from God on top of our knowledge. And, and you say there, you sit there, yeah, but we know the kingdom of God has come. I can feel the presence of God on me this morning. But how do I get to go out there and, and do what, what he's been doing or others in the church have been doing? How do I do that? And that's what we've read. We've got a, a, our part in it. Paul prays. You know, we should be praying for each other. That we would be built up in strength and power like that. But our part is that we've got to spend time with God. Set our hearts on things above. Set our, our minds on things above. We've got to spend time in the heavenly. Spend time with Jesus. Give him the time that he needs. We no longer belong to this earthly life. We are in the world, but we are no longer of the world. Somehow, as, as we go up before uh, God in the throne, we spend time uh, praying and just basking in his presence. I was giving this other picture. It's of hooks that come around and they hook into us everywhere. You know, buy this car, get this house, go on this holiday, have a few days out with the lads or the girls or whatever, buy these sets of clothes, then you'll look and feel great. All these hooks start getting into us. And what they do is they veer us off track. They're distractions from God's will and purpose in our life. But as we come up before God, as we spend time with him, the hooks dissolve and there are less distractions. That's just one part of it. You know, for me, I I used to spend an hour, about three times a week, just coming before the Lord in that way. And these days, that is at least uh, every day now, sometimes for three hours on a a Saturday, we'll sit there. I'll just quickly tell that one story about we, we had nobody for the Alpha. We had two people, that was me and Deb, right? And, and we sat down and we prayed, and before the end of that three hours was up, three people had phoned us up and confirmed they wanted to do Alpha. Is that amazing? So we've got to spend time doing that, uh, doing that stuff. But the key is to find out what God's will is and what God's purpose is for us as a church. What is it that he wants? And what we do know is that it's the Father's will that none should perish in Camden, that all would come into his loving arms, that the, that the Father in Camden loves people, that the Father in Camden for 
forgives people, that the Father in Camden sets people free and heals them. And Jesus in Camden loves people and heals people and sets people free and forgives people. So Jesus isn't here now, but Christ is in you. The DNA of God is there. The commission is upon you. So you go out there and do what they would be doing if they were here with all the power, all the authority from God who reigns in heaven right now. Set our hearts on things in heaven. Set our minds on things in heaven. And we will see it happening. Do you believe that, church? God wants to do it for you and he wants to do it through me. All of us take a part in it. What I'm saying, church, is that on the day of Pentecost, church, the church stepped out of the supernatural, out of the natural realm and stepped into the supernatural as the Holy Spirit of God came upon the church. Jesus said, in my name they will set captives free. In my name they will cast out demons. In my name they will raise the dead. In my name they will see the sick healed. Is that our God? That's who we worship. That's who we worship. But the thing is, how desperate are you for God? How how much do you desire God in your heart? How much do you want the things of God going on in your life? Do you long for God? Do you long for Christ and his will and purposes for you? We we spend the time in heaven, whether it's in the shop, we we find ourselves in the world, we go, no, heavenlies, God, your will and purpose. But we don't become like some of them weirdos who walk about, oh, it's like that, I don't know if you've seen them, spiritually kind of like weird We're fully in heaven. We're fully immersed in all the things that God has. But we also absolutely engage with people that God is bringing before us. And if we tune in to what he's saying to us, we will be able to pull down, call down all the power that is in heaven and release it into their lives. That's the anointing that God wants to place on you today. So how hungry are you for God? Are we hungry? Do we want God to bless us? I really believe that he wants to do it today amongst us. And it's not just uh, healings that God does as we spend time with him. Hearts and mind with Christ in heaven, above. It's not just that. God wants to arrange every part of our life as, as we allow the hooks to go, as we spend time with him. What comes, uh, what's coming in our lives, uh, what God can do then is bring big things in our lives because he knows the distractions have gone, the hooks have come out and he can place things in our lives knowing we're not going to run off here. We're not going to run off there. He can build it into our lives. That's what he wants to do. He will speak to us uh, and, and let us know and, and build that in. He shapes our lives. Yes, we've got free will. But when your will connects with God's will, he will place such good things that you can walk into. And you know then, because that's where the power is. You're walking with him. And Just a tip for catching what's on God's heart. For five years, I got up every morning and asked God, what were the five things you were saying to me yesterday or this morning? 
And, and at first it was tough, but after a couple of years of that, just breeze it and you start to learn. Do you know what? It's so much easier. We complicate. God speaks and when it, we, we, we want to pile a ton of other stuff on it. Well, actually, it's usually the first few thoughts that we get are from God. And, and well, I can remember in Basildon, that we're, uh, we just started there and we wanted to do a kids' ministry. So we got this log cabin in the garden and, uh, yeah, so the log cabin in the garden, I've gone down onto the estate, it's called Alcatraz, it's the worst estate in Basildon and we wanted to bring the kids uh, up from there and put them in the garden. Must have been of God because it was totally nuts to do it. And, and we was down there and, and all of a sudden we only had three kids coming up from the estate and God said to me, he said, I want you to get a minibus. I thought, ha ha minibus for three kids. I want you to get a minibus. And I thought, okay, I knew. So then the next week there was an auction down in Chelmsford, I think, somewhere down there. I could not stand it. I wanted to do God's work. And here I was with all these oily buses and cars and oh, I'm just not a car person, you know. It bored the out of me. It really just I did not want to be there. And I want to say, you know, that sometimes when you hear from God and he's got a great purpose for you, he will call you to do stuff that you might not actually like that much at first. I had to do that. When we got the minibus back home, um, I, went, I took it down on the Friday into the estate. Two kids waiting there. I thought, no, no, God. And, and I, I thought, well, hey ho, maybe it'll happen next week. So I took the minibus over to the other side of town where we picked up another child, three in a minibus. And uh, it was seven, 17 seater. And I thought, oh no, I'll just go back down to the estate and that, and just to see if there's one or two more. When I got back down there, there were loads of kids there. They packed the minibus out, and I had to come back down to to pick up the rest. From that, uh, we took the kids on a, a holiday club where for, it, for about three or four years. And just in one year, I think it was the first year, we saw 20 of them kids ask Jesus into their life. We taught them kids how to do miracles. We taught them how to ask God to do miracles. And we saw on a Thursday night more miracles done by the kids' prayers than we saw in the church. Is that true, Deb? It was an amazing thing. You see, when you catch something from God and you step out in it, God will catch you. God will, will be there. And that's what he wants for you today. How am I doing for time? How are we going? Don't know. So today the Bible says, if you hear my voice today, do not harden your hearts. It amazes me that God would let us say no. He asks us to do something. Go, no, not today. Got this something else. We mustn't. The provision, the promise is for today, not tomorrow. It's for now. It's for here. God is here. He's with us. He's upon us. He's amongst us. So what is God saying to you right now? Write it down. Get it in your mind. And when you get home, do it. God will speak to you today. He will be telling you, I've never met God, I've I've never found God is silent on words to say. He loves talking to us. He loves it. We just got to tune it in, tune into him and realise what he says he will do if we just honour what he's giving to us. That's where the life is. 
That's where the fun is, Christians. You know, church is not supposed to be boring. It's not supposed to be lifeless. It's supposed to be full of wonder and glory and splendour as the person of God, the presence of God, the God working amongst us happens each week. As we've started to see this morning, God speaking through different people. But the opposition and the persecution will come We'll come. I mean, over at the Alpha course, we started trying to do an Alpha, and three times someone uh, told us, uh, sorry, tried to stop us doing the Alpha. It was awful. One of them was a few days before it happened. And on the night, uh, it was even worse, but we were kept away from that. And then one time in the gym, Dan, in, in his, and there was these two fellas heard me sharing the gospel, uh, and they were giving me venomous looks. I mean, I know what someone looks like just before they want to row, and they was very close to that, you know. But hey, you know, I'm not getting hung for it, am I? I'm not getting tortured for it. I'm not going to die for it in Islam. And we, we're not in Camden, but in some parts of the world, they are. They are. You see, the thing is, we're moving with God. We've got to tune in with what Jesus is doing. Jesus is on a mission. He was on a mission when he created the world. He was on a mission when he came to earth and now he has risen. He is alive. He is on a mission today. So we just join in with that mission. Get out there with the gospel. I will be with you. And guess what? We will find that God is already out there. He's waiting for us by his spirit. Spirit is working on the hearts of men. And if you truly will step out in faith, God will bring you to the people he has prepared you for. He'll bring them to you and you to them. You'll have their meetings. We, we've had loads. I'll tell you another time uh, over there in, in Israel where God's just brought it together. It's like, wow, God, you know, we've got to trust in this God of ours. That he will, as we step out, supply the power. He will do what he said and asked us to do. He will do it. He will come upon us. But we've got to get active because the time is short. The time is running out. We've got to learn to step out of our comfort zone and step into the things of God. There is a barrier. There is a wall. And mine will always turn around and say, oh, but, 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 we've got to go, no. Heavenly mindedness will carry us through. But we've got to know our position. We've got to be secure in our position before God. Know where we are. Ephesians 2, 6, we've been raised with Christ and we are seated with him in the heavenly places. We have been taken out of the world and we are seated in heavenly places, yet we're still here. We can't understand that, but we know it's true. We are close with God, close in fellowship with the Father. We should be fellowshipping with him, engaging with the world, fellowshipping with him, engaging with the world. As we do that that process, Father, Christ, you know, that, that, that all that he is will come into the world that, that we are living in today. Is this making sense to you? Are we getting that? So we do that and we start to see that thing happen uh, for us in our lives. The world has got so many alternatives. The world is saying to us, as soon as you get out that door, all right, let's, let's 
how do you see these barbecues? Yeah, how do you see them? Somewhere to have fun, uh, you know, a bit of food, a beer. Great, engage with the world. Nothing wrong with that stuff. If it's done right, there's nothing wrong with it. But we do the God bit as well. Hey, do you know what happened this morning? Do you know what happened in my life? We bring God fully into the world that we're in. And you'll see, you will see this church explode in growth. I said to Steph over there last week or the week before, I said, God's just been telling me about faith step, uh, a faith step that all of you will take and that you will grow double in a year. That's what he's been saying. I just want to release that on you and and say, you know, trust in God. Because the thing is, if not, if we see ourselves into the things of the world, what will happen is that we become lonely or empty. It's an empty life out there if we don't live it for God. It's it's a nothing life. We went on holiday with uh, Omar uh, to the Gambia and we met up with a fella called Omar. He was our guide that would take us around and show us uh, all the sights and that. And, uh, you know, so he, he, a life of Riley. The girls he wanted, the beer he wanted, and, and a bit of money here and there from the tourists. He had it. We talked to him about God. And then one day, he stood there, and, and I just had this pain in my, in my in the stomach, in the depths of me. And I th- it was loneliness. It was awful. And, and, and I said to him, oh my God's just given me a word for you. I said, do you want to hear it? And he said, he was, what was he, a, kind of like African Rastafarian, the dreadlocks, didn't he? Real cool, real cool dude he was. It? And, it, and I said, like, I said, Omar, I said, God's just told me. He said, you, you're really lonely. I said, you are chronically lonely. I've seen you on a beach. After you've had your beers, you sleep, you fall asleep out there and you wake up. I said, you've given up your family to come here. You've given up all that uh, you were supposed to be to live this kind of life. And you see his face drop. I knew his secret. I knew where he was. And, and it, we, by the end of the holiday, we led him to Christ. And it was just wonderful, wasn't it? But as, as I... As I I heard God ask me to tell, I could have told loads of stories. He asked me to tell that one. And he said to me that there are people here that you have asked Christ into your lives, that you've become lonely inside. There are times of absolute loneliness that, uh, that come upon you. And God is saying to you that you, you forgot the source. You forgot where to come. And I want to fill your hearts with love and not loneliness. And there are some that you haven't asked Jesus into your life yet. That God wants to say to you, look, I have a plan and a purpose for you and I want to fill your heart with my love. I want to fill you with my purposes. If that's for you, we want to pray for you at the end, give you opportunity to come to know Christ in that way. Uh, Do do that at the end. Don't pass up on that because today is the day of your salvation. Do we know how long I've got left? Well, we're not five, but you seem to be, you know, seems to be doing pretty All right. good. All right. You know. All right. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I say this, all right. You see, fear is our big enemy. 
Fear will come upon us as we want to step out in the things of God. As we want to do that, it will come against us. Doubts, uh, persecutions, people, family. You, you think, what will they say? You know, fear will come. And the thing that will get us through that is to know the love of God. And do you know that Jesus knew that? He knew that and he prayed for us. He said, God, Father, you've left them in the world. He knew the awfulness out there. And he prayed uh, that that we would know this love of the Father. In, In John 17, he prays this, Father, as we are one, just as you are in me and I am in you, let them be in us. Me and you. You, Lord, let the love that you loved me with be in them. That's what Jesus prayed for, for us. What he's talking about there is us sharing in the love that we see them enjoy in the Trinity, in the Godhead, for you. Do you realise that? Do you know that? You've got to meditate on that. Allow the closeness of God to, to invade your heart to invade your mind, invade your whole being. Let the anger be just, just go away. Let, let the, uh, let the greed just, just be fizzled out. Let the fear just be absolutely pushed out as God's love manifests itself. God makes him known in you, you in him, him in you. You're dwelling with God. Just the same love is up there. You see, Hebrews tells us, come before the throne of grace. The the curtain has been torn in two. We get direct access before our God in heaven, each one of us. We don't need a minister. We don't need an intermediary. Direct access to God to develop this life of oneness with him. I've got to read this. David Brainard, who used to be a missionary to the Indians, okay, developed such a closeness with Christ, such a closeness that he could say this on one day of his diary. He said, I, today I had the strongest longings for God that I've ever had. I told him I longed for nothing but him and his holiness. I've never been so holy, caught up and devoted to God. My heart was swallowed up in God all day. You can have that closeness. You can have that. Each one. God wants it. He wants to fellowship with you. I'll finish. So knowing now that our our position in God, in the heavenlies, but down engaging with earth, knowing that fully in our hearts, and knowing the love of God that is upon us, we're in him, he is in us, totally immersed in the love of God who is in heaven. Surely in that place we will go out in confidence. But one more piece will help us as well. You see, we worship a God who is risen, he is alive, he is not dead, he is in the heavenlies now, he is seated on his throne, right now and his throne is a throne of glory and majesty and might and wonder this is the God that we worship so many times when you hear people people preach and teach it's almost like heaven is like a, a library God is here be quiet 
It isn't that way, let me tell you. It isn't that way. Revelation 4 gives us a, a picture of the, the throne room right now with Jesus on the throne in all his glory and splendour. Jesus makes heaven heaven and around Jesus there's a rainbow that speaks of his judgement because God will judge the world one day. He will come in Christ and he will judge us for all the things that we have done, good or bad. But it also, the rainbow speaks of his mercy, which is our message as we go out there. God, all-powerful, is merciful as well. And as we picture that from, we've got to try and get it in our mind that when we pray, it's not to a nothingness, it's to a God who's on in heaven, he's on his throne, he's waiting to hear from you. And around him, he's surrounded by myriads and myriads of angels and myriads of the heavenly host in heaven now. Worship him in praise and glory and 24 elders dressed in white, seated around the throne, signifying find them the millions and millions and countless saints that will be there one day including you and me and those we take the gospel to out there in the front up in heaven now from every tribe every nation every tongue they will be there before God and the elders represent that Our God is reigning now. He is alive right now, up in heaven, on his throne. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He isn't silent as he sits there and our prayers raise up to him. Revelations 4, 5 is... Revelations 5, our our prayers raise up to God as incense before him. He's sitting there waiting for him. There are peals of thunder from the throne, flashes of lightning from the throne, rumblings from the throne. As God says, yes, you can have your prayer answered. Yes, you can have that in your life if you just step out. God answers our prayers. He's alive and he's up there today. And underneath him, there's a sea of glass that he can see everything that we do. He knows all that you do. And right now, oh, the throne of grace for living creatures, as we sung earlier. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Elders falling down, uh, throwing their crowns in. God... I couldn't have done anything without you. It's all your glory, Lord. You are worthy. How many times have we heard that this morning coming out? You are worthy to receive power and honour and glory. Heavenly mindedness. When we're in that place, in the world that God has called us to be, you will step out in faith. You will pray for the sick. You will be so caught up in the heavenlies that the power will just flood through you and into those you are praying for. Let's get out there. You know, uh, let's get our stories. Let's commit to coming back next week and say, this is what God did through me. I can't believe it. But he did it. Let's commit ourselves to that. But let us before that receive whatever that is, that, that dome shape above us with the Holy Spirit Uh, brooding and waiting to come upon us. All that Steph has prepared is waiting to ignite that and send us out. Let us receive that this morning. Can we have a few musicians to get up and twang away and all that stuff? In the Lord with the power of God.
what I would like to ask is for anyone that truly you want to receive what God has got for you. You want to receive this anointing, this boldness to, to be released into the signs and wonders and see God fitting your together life together like that. Uh, what I'd like to do is to ask you to come forward as we start to... I'll, I'll say in a minute. Uh, yeah. Let's just pray. Lord, I pray you come. Uh, Lord, take any fear away now. Uh, that is in this, we, we, we command all fear to go in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And what I'd love is if, if those that would like to receive that would start to come forward now and just line up. Just, I, you know.